Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV Season 1, Episode 65. And more uh, specifically, it is, guys, the penultimate show to Season 1 and the final episode of our Breakdown Series this week, looking at special teams. Uh, but to help me get through it all, we have the all Celt class. So we've got double Scotland, we've got Ireland, and we've got Wales. But how are we all doing, guys? We all all right? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. Yeah. We've Absolutely. managed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been drinking whiskey, so you you are going to be all right. Oh yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I might get on some of that this weekend, actually. But yeah. um, yes, guys, this is officially the last proper show because next week's show is the final show. So we've got something special planned for that. But this is the last official if you like Cowboys talking show of season one. So sad. So sad. You all feeling all emotional right now? Paul's looking emotional. And look, at where, we, look at where we've come from. <laughs> I know. I'd, 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 I had a reminder yesterday or today coming up on Facebook about the mailbag. So I think it's actually a year ago since we did our first episode. It is. Uh, we actually start the first episode of season one when training camp started. So yeah. that would be right. Yeah. This time now we were doing all little videos and clips. Yeah. Mm. The Halstian days. Yeah. And we didn't have a clue what we would well, we still don't know what we're doing, but <laughs> <laughs> it just looks a little bit smoother now. It's like a duck on a pond. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of paddling underneath. <laughs> there is Zeke saying the deal, will he hold out? Yeah, there's all of that as well yeah. to confound everything. That so, is going on as well. Did, did, did Byron sign the deal? <sighs> Brian, don't. I'm in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll put it like this to you. At least we got Ly- Lyle and Jalen re-signed. True. Yeah. True. Well, yep. Lyle's a big bonus, man. Big bonus. Yeah. After, la- after that last season he had, that was, that was, that was a brilliant signing. 19 yeah. still well, with us. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's still there. True, after true. All, after all off season, there was mm-hmm. Graham telling us no. <laughs> yeah, I was bloody close as well. I know he was actually. And the fact that Cooper did take uh, a, a reduced offer from Avertly, Avertly, same for us, but a turned down bigger offers. Yeah, yeah. With the I believe. The the Washington football team, Mike. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes. The <laughs> oh, the Deadskins. No, no, the Washington football team. Oh, sorry, them. Oh, at the complete for them. When were they established? Two thousand and twenty. They're a brand Ju- new team, mate. July twenty twenty. Yeah. And what yeah. I like is the initials. Is that the initials are WTF? <laughs> so not. Oh no no! I should know. I it's, technically it should be WFT, but I people kind of switched that about. I yeah yeah. The Washington <laughs> team of football. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, yeah, as we mentioned, camp is starting this week. So uh, yes, when we kick off next week um, with the final shows, camp will be in full swing. Just to go over some news though that's kicked off over the last week. Uh, so first of all, all the rookies have signed. So that's good news. Everybody signed, sealed, delivered, ready to go. Anton Woods has signed uh, an extension. So the human log is here for a little bit longer. 
Um, we'll give break, break some more news into that sign-in uh, next week. Uh, Tyrone Crawford and Dontari Poe both have been put on to pup. Um, basically from injuries from last year, still rehabbing, got to get back up to speed, fitness, all the rest of it. So they can, because they're on pup, return at any time, though. Remember that. During camp, they can just walk straight in. Uh, and away we go. Uh, Jordan Chun, the running back, and Garrett Marino, uh, who was taken as an undrafted free agent this year, they've both been waived. Um, so I think Marino's been put down as football non-related illness. So Ooh. make that what you will, yeah. Uh, in terms though, of illness, John V. Johnson has tested positive for COVID, uh, for COVID. I don't know whether he's tested positive or what have you, but they've done a test. He's been sent home, so he won't be reporting to camp uh, while he's in his lockdown. Um, in other news, away from the uh, Cowboys, Miles Garrett signed a huge uh, contract, breaking the um, uh, set in the market. Only then for the Chargers to come along with Joey Bosa and then reset the market again. So two huge um, deals going on away from the Cowboys. But then also on top of things to confound it all, we've had the opt-outs going on as well. Uh, we've had two Cowboys opt out already. Um, uh, we've got cornerback Maurice Kennedy, who we spoke about last week, ironically. And wide receiver uh, Stephen Goodry uh, has opted out as well. Uh, two guys fairly low down. In terms of what's going on around the league, that's not too bad, especially if you look at what the Patriots are going through. They're not going to have a, a team by the time Cam kicks off at this rate. Thanking yeah, um, yeah. for Trevor. Ah, I know, the, yeah. Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but that is the the opt-out situation. I know you got some take on that, Graham, have you, with the, the opt-outs? What have you got for us? Yeah, you just got to wonder, how high could this go? You know, could a, could a starting QB pull out of their, their contract? I know it's a huge amount of money, um, but it would leave a team in absolute turmoil. Especially when there's, when there's hardly any camp, there's no preseason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine starting that starting week one of the season with it's an untried rookie? Yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be absolutely horrible. I mean, I think you you have to look at the the Patriots situation. Would those guys have pulled out if Tom Brady was still their QB? You've got <laughs> to ask, you've got to ask the question. Um, but I. I it would be it would be strange to see a QB turn down his, his salary for the year, uh, but stranger yeah. things have happened, and you just wonder. That's true. I've, I've just got my current argument for you there, Graham. That Prescott was a rookie when he first started. Yeah, but he had names behind him. I know. I just thought I think that in there, but sorry, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, you just wonder how high it will go. We've been lucky so far, but there's yeah. been some there's been some seasoned starters pull out of their contracts. Yeah. It'll so it'll be quite interesting what happens as the season progresses as well with all of this. You know, will will players get twitchy fingers? You know, uh, and itchy feet and decide that they want to you know pull the trigger on their their season. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But here's the here's my issue about this whole situation. The NFL aren't really helping that much to kind of calm their um their mindset about the whole thing. 
is if not, it's making it's making anxi- all these players anxiety go through the bloody roof. Like, should I play? Should I not play? You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I mean, it is interesting. It's going to be um, quite an eye opener on the season to see what is going to be like and going on. And uh, we was talking just before the show about fantasy um, because of players opting out. What it's going to be like for fantasy football this year, I think it's just a headache. I think whoever's the winner of this year's fantasy football leagues, wherever they are, you need to put a little asterisk next to the winner. <laughs> I think you're going to have to go with that because it's just, it's literally, uh, you know, as much as a, a crab shoot uh, as fantasy football can be, I think it's even more so this year because of mm. the, the question marks surrounding it all. It's that David Enti fantasy ice hockey then. <laughs> yeah, fantasy baseball. <laughs> fantasy baseball. I've had to go with fantasy baseball. Honestly, it's a nightmare. I, mm. It's literally, you may as well just stand there with darts and go, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Fantasy darts. Fantasy darts. Social distancing game at its best. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And Scottish world champions. We should chug a pint and we can throw a dart, no problem. (laughs) Right, but anyway, guys, let's get into uh, the special teams in our positional breakdown series and finish the the series off. Um, I've quite enjoyed it, mine, guys. It's quite fun going through it all and going through the roster in depth, looking at all the little positions and anybody watching if you haven't watched the previous episodes just go back look at breakdown series we've gone through every single position from quarterback and we're all the way into now special teams just you know you got anything to add or you know questions just send in the comments and we'll do the best we can um but first of all let's look at probably uh, a guy on the roster who has been on the dallas cowboys probably since its inception um I mean, he's got to be like, what is he now? Like 139 years old or something? Uh, I, I I heard he fought in the Civil War, even though he's yeah. Canadian. <laughs> Tell you what, I know he's got one of the best jawlines a man could have. He is very chiseled. But this guy, mm-hmm. uh, we all know who we're talking about. It is, of course, the Cowboys long snapper LP39. This is... This is I love the be... fact we're not trying to pronounce his surname here. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's got, it, it, like you say, Canadian, so it's got that French zing to it, yeah. it you know? Um, but this is, in fact, his 16th year in the league. This should go out for an R10. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more Brady, isn't it? No, Brady Brady won his first Super Bowl in 2002, wasn't it? So he's been on, he's been, he's been years. in the league 20 years, I think, at this stage. As 2001, Brady got drafted, wasn't it? 2000 or 2001. I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure exactly which one. So, but I think this is his 20th season. That's crazy. Yeah, that is bonkers. At QB um, as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, at QB. So quite a demanding position. A lot of tackles yeah. going in. Go on. Sorry, Brian. But he's 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 no Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that yeah. man played for the Amsterdam, whichever whatever the Amsterdam team was in the world. Yeah, there you go. Back in ninety four, ninety five, and he's still playing today. So I forget Kurt Warner as well. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shared a, a post on the UK Cowboys, and it was a computer game, and on it was Adam Vinatieri, and it's like proper 
like eight bit <laughs> <laughs> players, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's his name, I kicker Adam Vinatieri. It's like yeah, this the, he was around when this game was around, you know, when it was like on the Sega Mega Drive or whatever it was. Classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. But yeah, he's on a one-year deal. LP, uh, 1.8 million, free agent uh, as of from next year. But I think it's safe to say, uh, in terms of LP in his consistency of what he does, I think he's probably the most consistent player on the Cowboys roster. I think. Oh yeah. Could... Yeah. 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 And I know what what was funny is a lot of people say, well, he's a long snap. All he's got to do is throw the ball. You, no, you have, it's not. It's a lot more than no, that. Yeah. You'd be surprised the intricacies of long snapping that he knows by where he's holding the ball and when he spins it, that when Chris Jones, who obviously is the, the holder in uh, for the Cowboys, that that ball, when it reaches him and he puts the balls down, the laces are already out. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, if you think about it, an inch off the, off the line of scrimmage, Higher or lower, it's only going to magnify yeah. once it yeah. gets to, to where it's going. So it's like it's not, it, it's huge pressure. It's not yeah. like mm-hmm. you just throw the ball between your legs and yeah, because as soon as you've done it, you've got to ex, you've got to explode up and <laughs> try and live after it's, <laughs> it's yeah. it's coming it's to land in your face. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, with sometimes with long snappers, I, I can't remember what the exact rule is, but in the British leagues, you're not allowed to touch the long snapper technically. That's true. You're not allowed to t- not allowed to touch them. But yeah. and, but what LP does as well, like sometimes he can he can like if things don't go all to play, like, see if it's a fake play or something like that, which we've really done. I don't think over these. We'll court, get like, to that. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah. Oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Because there was a certain someone who the Cowboys had this year who... Oh, my God. <laughs> the dog's still in the room. <laughs> I jumped a mile. <laughs> i seen it over my shoulder. Oh, camera. Get that time stamped. 25 minutes. <laughs> <sighs> okay. It'll be interesting. I'd like to cast my vote on my new favourite part of this show. I jumped a mile. I see it over my shoulder. I was like, "Have I got a ghost, or is someone coming through the window?" Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll get to the uh, to the fake plays in a moment. But there is another guy uh, on the Cowboys roster who's a long snapper, Joe uh, Fortunato, who's 26. On uh, this is his, officially his first year in the league from Delaware. He was taken in the sixth round by Indianapolis in 2017, then waived. Actually drafted. He was drafted in the sixth yeah. round, yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, And just immediately waived. So, yeah. Um, and since then, he spent time out the league. Cowboys then picked him up this year, I think, mm. in April. In April. Um, yes. So, that is our long snappers. Um, do, so, do, here's a question. Do you think this could be a scenario where LP distribute his last ever season? I don't know. It could. It could very and, well. Be. And teaching the young one the way, like the proper yeah. thing, how to do things, type of thing. I I don't think so because in the last three or four camps, we've always brought in a long snapper, and I think it's Drew Scott was his name. Um, and he spent he spent the whole of camp with working with LP, but 
I think LP is just it's it's up to him to say I don't want to play anymore because yeah. he's he's just been so consistent. Yeah. Over the like I think what he made a mistake he had a penalty. Yeah, that, that was a bullshit mistake. Well, that yeah, was it was it was a bullshit call, but that was the first mistake he'd made in years. You know, and that shows how consistent he has been and how reliable he has been for us. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, is he, he is, but believe it or not, uh, on a two-year deal. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. So he will be on the roster next year if the Cowboys decide to keep, keep him. And he's only about 600k on the cap. Mm. So it's not a, a great deal. Um, but they are the long snappers on our team that you need to be watching. Really, LP, we know what's going on. So really, more than anything, it's his backup Joe we need to be looking at. Uh, throughout camp to see what's going on there. Uh, next on our hit list is one of Brian's favourite players who we spoke about throughout the season is our punter, the punisher, Mr. Chris Jones. And uh, now he is punters th- are people. Punters are people. That is very true. He is thirty-one. This is his ninth year in the league. Uh, from the university or college of Carson Newman. Uh, he is in the third year of a, a four-year deal. This year, uh, two point four mil on the cap mm. uh, next year that goes up a little bit again but what is everyone's take on chris jones not just as a punter right but as a tackler a passer and a holder um seeing as you mentioned me i'll i'll, I'll go first go on, go on. the role of chris jones this year is actually going to be vastly different from the role we've seen previously and that all yeah comes from John Fassel being a special teams coordinator. Um, if, if you look at it, the perennial all-pro punter in the league has been Johnny Hecker. And that's because Johnny Hecker has thrown, he's taken fake punts, he's punted the ball and absolutely laid the wood on the returning player. So I think you're going to see a different Chris Jones than we have for the last couple of years. His his numbers have been dropping in terms of his average distance. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just a case we all knew every time Chris Jones was coming in, there wasn't going to be anything exotic. There was not going to be any any fake plays or something that's going to get you out of your seat you just it was literally it was like dan bailey a couple of years ago you you yeah. went for your toilet break or you went to turn the kettle on because you knew what was happening yeah. that is true uh, and here's an interesting one because you mentioned about the fake plays as well you know because we have uh the new special team coach uh in fassel who literally it, it, he loves to fake play uh on the punt especially uh, something I think that you can't deny Chris Jones does have is a deceptive acceleration and top end speed. Oh yeah, it is deceptive. Um, so in terms of if he wanted, if they wanted to send Chris in to instead um, not pass the ball, maybe, but just go on a break, wheel around and, and run with the ball. This is something he could do. And I think you're right, Bri, that you're going to see a different, you're going to see a different type of, pu- of punisher this year in terms of going for a <laughs> run and going out of bounds. I can see it a few times happening and, and it's something that yeah. they need to be watching for. Yeah, it is. And I, I, as you say, in terms of a run, I think you're not going to be afraid to see of uh, Chris Jones being afraid to take the ball on 
and go in and put the shoulder down and actually look to make yards. I don't think you're going to see him go, oh shit, where's the sideline? I think you're going to see him look for contact and go at people and try and go over people. He's deceptively fast, as yeah. we've seen from, from the number of times he's, <laughs> you know, he's, ne- he's nearly played gunner at times on special teams because players have got tied up and when he has he's absolutely smash guys we've you know it's yeah, yeah he's up there with pat mcafee in terms of the tackles he's put in on players and broken up doesn't yeah. have this is they have the celebration after it when he does it though yeah <laughs> he just he he doesn't care it's just literally like, yeah i do this all the time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's all about business all yeah business. yeah um, the only thing I think that will concern people, I don't know what your take is on, on this, Gray, was statistically uh, his average yards per punt last year were the lowest they've been in his career. Do you think perhaps that's a lot of due to the amount of times he had to go out in the field and do his punt in? Or because they were so far back? I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see... How how far the carrier got as well? Um, I mean, does that does that include from the catch point, or does it? <clears throat> who knows? I mean, the only thing is, I think once once you've had nine years of experience kicking, you kind of you. I mean, is it three years into a four year deal? So he's kind of, you know, it. It's one of those positions where it's they're kind of a dime a dozen. So if if your if your punter or your kicker is not working out for you, just go and get another one. Um, if the consistency does start to drop, they won't hesitate. Um, but being being the three years into his a four year deal, they must like what they see. Obviously, it's a I mean it's a brand new coaching team coming in. So if they feel that you can't pull off what they expect, like you guys were saying about the the special team trick plays, if if they feel that. I mean, he's the wrong side of thirty now. Is he slowing down a little bit? Who knows? We we never really got to see it all that much. So, um, but I think after being a, a nine year pro, he's kind of quite consistent. Um, so long as as long as the numbers don't drop too far, I don't think. But like you say, he he was called upon a fair bit last <laughs> year. So, um, I think once you you can't you can't be perfect all the time. Um, but I, I think he's he's there for a reason. He's he's been with us for a long time for a reason. The consistency is there, and I don't ex- I don't think he'll the numbers will drop that too much. I think he'll not have a bounce back year, but he won't get any worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you guys were saying, we could see a whole new side to him that we've never seen before. So long as so long as Mike McCarthy lets it go, I would, I would imagine McCarthy would have the final say. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Is he a big trick guy? Don't know. Yeah, I but, mean that 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 will be how Fassel sets him out, really. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, that's that's the perfect time to call it a a fake punt when nobody's expecting it. So who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I mean, let's go on to our kickers. Um, now, believe it, I say kickers because believe it or not, the Cowboys are carrying two kickers. Um, so <laughs> last year we had oh god, what should we call it? What should we call it? We'll call it the Brett Maha roller coaster fun ride. 
experience. This is why I wear baseball caps all the time. You hide my bloody hairline. <laughs> now, uh, bear in mind, Brett Maha is in the Hall of Fame, but um, we later on in the season decided enough was enough, and we picked up an old Cowboys favourite, Mr. Kai Forbath. Uh, now, he is still on the roster. He's 32, seventh year in the league, undrafted free agent by the Dallas Cowboys in 2011. He's still on the hook this year for $800,000. Uh, um, now, the other guy who he's going up against is uh, Greg, a.k.a. The Leg Zerline. Now, he's from the Rams, so we were just talking about Fassel. So this is somebody yeah. where there's already a link. Um and bear in mind, Zerline, 32, ninth year in the league, uh, drafting in the sixth round by the Rams. The Cowboys have decided already to give Greg a three-year deal mm. uh, worth $7.5 million. He's 1.8 on the cap, $1.8 million on the cap this year. Cool. So quite, quite a lot for a kicker when you think about yeah. it. Oh, yes. Yeah, which yeah. is the point. So I think if you just look at the figures, you can see what they were already doing in, in the decision making. Yeah. But here's my question to you all: Is that definitive? <clears throat> or do you think that the kicking battle, which is going to happen in the camp and preseason, the kicking battle right now is on? I would say so. I mean, this is probably going to be the what? Do you not think so, Brian? No, Con- uh, contract is too big. Contract it's, is it's, big. It's it's Erlang's job. But how much is how much is guaranteed though? There's um it's 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 quite significant. I think it's at least sixty odd percent. So it's I'm gonna checking. it's gonna I think it's gonna cost us more to get rid of him than his cap hit this year. All right. Yeah, I think when I was looking at his contract, you've got an out after this season with Greg. Um, but I think this year would be quite expensive. Yeah. Well, if that, well, if that's the case, then do you think we maybe like, teams might, depending on what the scenario with other teams are, there's a possible trade? Well, you, the other thing, I Possibly. think having... Not for Forbath, I mean. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah, I see where you're going. But what I was more thinking of is having the two kickers at camp. I think last year, if you remember, Brett Maha was in camp on his own as a kicker. He had no competition. And I think a lot of the failures of what you've seen with Brett was the fact that he was never pushed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on the fence between the two guys. I'm going to say, yes, there is a kicking competition. Yeah. But I would be amazed if Forbath made the team. Because uh, yeah, to spend yeah. that amount of money on a guy that Fassel's already worked with. Um, I mean, they call him Greg the Leg for a reason. Um, yes. mm. I mean, I, I like Forbath. He came in and he was a breath of fresh air. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goodness, was he a breath of fresh air? But just just with the contract, you can't argue with Zerline's numbers. Mm. Um, I I think it will be a. He's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to wobble, and Forbath's gonna have to nail it. And mm. I th- I think really what the deciding factor you, you could say without looking at everything uh just look at the contract and you say it but if you look at in terms of their abilities you know you just mentioned there gray the leg i think when it comes to to greg zerlang he beats kai Forbach in somewhat we'll look at the statistics now but in just what he can do is his kickoffs 
he's got a much better kickoff. He can kick that ball dead better than Kai Forbath can. And yeah. I think that will be a deciding factor. And it's a little pointer as well that, that gets overlooked. Yeah, it's not so much just field goals. It's yeah. sort of like special teams, yeah. just kick, kick return, kick off, punt return, punt. Yeah. It's everything. Even, last, even for, last man, last even, man too. Even special teams for the defensive side. Like having your your whole wall to try and block the ball. There's different situations for that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, the fact that Zerloin was on the open market isn't necessarily the case that he wasn't a he wasn't a good kicker anymore. I think the Rams have got some serious cap issues. Oh, and fuck saw, that And they mm-hmm. saw an opportunity to get some of that back by letting Zerloin go. Well, so, trade, yeah, totally. The Rams have completely screwed themselves. Like, yes. Yeah. Making all and these ridiculous. Still don't have Ramsey say. <laughs> nah, yeah. No, no. Shut up, really? No. Yeah. You know, he's not signed beyond the no. season. No. And, well, and Paul, they, they don't even have the. They, they don't, they don't the have a first round pick for Adamson. five years. Adams has got is it one year left on his deal? Two. Yeah. Jamal he, Adams two. Yeah. Jamal Adams two. Yeah. So he can play twenty twenty one and that's it. Uh, incredible. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. I don't know how these GMs have still got jobs. I think the, Ra- the Rams. Yeah, I tell you one thing. What, what did I what did I say on Twitter about Jamal Adams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I knew that was going to happen. I knew yeah. it. Unreal. Oh, and just to go back to one other thing as well, um, Greg Zerline. If we were to cut him this season, he would cost us nearly two and a half million dollars in dead cap. Yeah, yeah. So that's. that's no, no, unless there is a trade, which is kind of unlikely. But it dep- this is the kind of thing I'm thinking now. Is like this could be one of the best kicking battles within a team we've had for a long, long time. Yes, I yeah. definitely think that in terms of the kicking battle, that Kai Forbath is definitely worth keeping around during yep. camp to help spur on because one of the issues why Zerline. Yeah, you can say about the Rams' cap issues, which are, are astronomically wild, and what they've done with their their trades and everything, which is what's suckered the cap in really for them. Um, one of the big things is on Zerline's uh, statistics is once again, you know, we, we'll mention it that uh, last year his accuracy, his field goal accuracy, was one of the lowest in his career last year. It was seventy-two percent. Dan Bailey, who we cut, had a far better season. And um, Brett Maha, we won't say his name ever again. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Graham's <laughs> face. Every time I mention Brett Maha, you just see the face, you see the colour drain. You, you just, I mean, uh, you've got to wonder what they were doing. You really, I mean, think of the kickers. I mean, do you mention, uh, mention Brett Maha again? I'm changing this light to this. Yeah. <laughs> we no longer have to talk about him again. We are get some. I mean, good. why don't they just go and get somebody off the street like, mm. like Forbath? Me? Yeah. Why not get me? I can kick him was... Ironically, okay. oh. ironically, years ago, right? I don't know if you remember, like in like the two thousands and the nineties. That's how the Cowboys got their kickers. Yeah, yeah. Their kickers were like guys off the street. Like they they go to Walmart and just be like, "Can you kick a ball? Let's see how you do." That's he, literally how they done it. He was infuriating. I, I said during the season, you would nail the fifty yard field goal and miss the extra point. Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And 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 like, do we do we forget we actually had a better kicker than Maher on our squad for most of the season last year? 
Yeah, forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But ironically, he probably was, which is boss crazy. Um, but that is, of course, our, our kickers. I mean, the accuracy, as we say, is a concern. But the good news is having four bath around is worth every penny in terms of um, helping light a fire under Zerline's ass, if you like, or under his foot is really what we need. Or to his do. leg. Or his leg, yeah. Do, um, do we have a third? No. Yes. We had Tristan Viscaino. But right. I think he, I think he's been waived at this uh, stage. He's, he's still listed in the NFL site. So that's why yeah. I asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, it's 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 just a name there. I think yeah, he, yeah. I think he might have been in last season as well during training uh, camp. He's, he's got a Bengals Which... uniform on in the in the photograph, so <laughs> <laughs> that went well. <laughs> yeah, this this is going to sound crazy, right? And depends what we do, right? I don't see as keeping two kickers at all but i'm just running this wild idea as you've got one kicker for kickoffs and one kicker for a point and for field goals now you really uh yeah yeah hence the whole yeah 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 um but on the reverse side of uh the kicking game uh we had uh tavon austin and Lance Lenore both leave, right? Both guys. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, in one sense, but one of the issues is they were both um, good returners. So let's look at the returning options for the Cowboys, which is really what this show is about. So I, I don't know what you guys have nailed down. I've nailed it or narrowed it down to three possibilities. Um, one of them more so on punts than the other two. So I've got my three as Tony Pollard, Jordan Lewis, and C.D. Lamb. Um, now, people will talk about the C.D. Lamb thing. All I will say to you is YouTube right now, C.D. Lamb punt return, and watch that guy break free. Yeah. It is crazy. People need to remember as well, this Brian did the exact same thing. Yeah, and Antonio Brown did it for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, so it's perfectly fine to have like a first round draft pick to do these things. And plus it just gives it gives them more game time experience. This and this is still running with the ball and still working on his footwork in terms of dodging tackles and that. So, I mean, you know, but I... Yeah. Just, I, know, I know it makes sense and I know it's happened before and Brian's... Brian did extremely well at it, but there's a siren goes off in my head when you have your first round, your first round pick on a fully yeah. guaranteed contract catching punts. There's, I just, I, I can't go. It's probably, it would be a great option. I just can't get on board with it. I'd rather have Lewis or Pollard doing it in terms of just in terms of value to the team. I think he's too valuable. Yeah, he's too valuable. I'm, so, I'm, I'm full. I'm fully with Graham on that as well. Like your first round pick is your first round pick. You don't put him on the field as a special teams player. Um, you have Tony Pollard, who is known and has always been a punt returner and a kickoff returner, and has a history of returning four touchdowns. I think in his last season, Memphis said he f- he had four or six returns for touchdown. He's your, he's a fourth round pick. There's a reason yeah. he was a fourth round pick. And that's why he should be your returner. You and, don't uh, risk a first-round pick at that. But I'm going to contradict myself, though, and say that it might be Lamb's 
biggest contribution to the team if he does. Because like we like I've said mm. a few times now, there's only one ball in offense. Yeah. You're gonna have nineteen and thirteen with the majority of the cat uh, of the catches. If we can get eighty eight involved a little bit more in any opportunity. We had seen that. I know. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Dan, don't, um, don't, don't forget, 89 has to get a lot of targets as well. Oh, yeah. He's, he's competing for targets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if, the, if you guarantee me that Lamb would last the season, I'm all for it. But you've got some awful big guys coming down to take his head off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they want nothing more than to do to a rookie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the league and all that. But I don't, I, I'm in agreement in, in with you guys that I, I actually quite like Tony Pollard returning punts. Um, when I've looked at... at it's the most logical match. sense. It's the most yeah, logical. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In, term, in terms of cost-wise for the team and ability-wise, and he, ability, can, he yeah. can probably do the exact same... Well, not not as just not as good as CD, but he can still do a good solid job. I'm telling you, you know? but Tony Pollard, he's taken kicks all the way to the house. He's mm. taken them all the way back, and not just like on an off chance. He's done it repeatedly. Yeah, and you know, I said to you, watch CD Lamb's, uh, you know, YouTube CD Lamb returning kicks. Do the same with Tony Pollard and that guy. Like he, it, you know, like there's that scene in Forrest Gump. When they give him the ball and they go, run! And he yeah. just leaves the team in the dust. That is what it's like watching Tony Pollard returning kicks. He's not, he's not bloody robotic when he's running. <laughs> no, no, no. Not so much robotic, but just the way he leaves everyone standing. Um, so but, yeah, are you gonna... saying you want Lamb to catch it and then put it in Pollard's chest plate and then <laughs> yeah, he runs yeah, with it? <laughs> can, can I just interject for a second? So I have a glass of water here and I'll just see if I can hold it up. So oh it's Bubba Grump <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> it's an omen. That's an there omen. you go. <laughs> How ironic. I like that. Um, but let's go on uh, the defense side of kicking then, right, guys? Um, so first of all, I want to go to kick blockers. So the first guy that I looked at that immediately sprung to mind based on his size and athletic ability for blocking kicks that I reckon is a nice little way to contribute straight away is a guy we drafted this year, Reggie Robinson. I think that guy fits the bill, standing in the back, blocking kicks over the top. I don't know what you guys think. Mm. Possibly, possibly. I think he's definitely going to be involved on special. He's not not going to be in the centre of the... Because you've got your defensive lineman for that. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I terms of trying to like curve your way back in to try yeah. to deflect it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like Reggie Robertson for sure. That that would be I the think most logical right. sense. Yeah, and I but, think better. But yeah. even if anything, and that's this is if we do get him reinstated, I would still put Randy Gregory right on the very edge because yeah. he's but, got the speed for it. Yeah. That's, funny you say that i put him down and the other guy that i've looked at was again a guy we drafted this year so this is where things start clicking into place is bradley and i because of the Ooh, way he yes, yes his yes. cornering ability mm. you stick him on the outside and that, edge and that's, that's this is the thing though 
you're not up against an offensive lineman. You could, you could be up against a tight end as the the very yeah. last blocker within that because there's Depends more than five. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether in max protect. You, you're, you're not, like, aye, exactly. Like, yeah. if you, in a field goal, it's not five linemen. It's it's pretty much a uh, ten in ten. Yeah. Because you've got your, no, you've got your uh, placeholder and your kicker, so it's yeah. nine. You've got nine yeah. blockers and obviously two at each side and your actual line as well, including your long snapper, so the centre gets taken out. That's the most logical way of doing your um, specialties for kicking. But in terms of the, the two other sides, sometimes it could be a red receiver doing a block who probably doesn't know how to like, figure out how like, Blockers, all they're set to do is have to dip down and just like, extend the arms to stop them from blocking. But if you're up against a, a really quick defensive lineman that can slap that hand away and yep. rip through, oh, you'd be, be, be fucking stupid to think that he's not going to reach that ball in time. Yeah, yeah. Tell I, me I, about I, it, but that's a great shout that. Yeah, I, as soon yeah. as I seen it, I thought Bradley and I, there's cornering ability and he's so rapid uh, yeah. on his break that that's why when I seen it in the draft, I was like, Ping straight away. And not just that, like, not to sound like a complete douche, but if I was Bradley and I and, and I was up against our receiver, like, sometimes you know I'll be like, going. No, 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 no. It's not so much going for the ball. Like, see if it's like a simple uh, field goal, like, field goal from like 20 yards and that. Is like, you know what? I might put a wee dent in this wide receiver, put a wee dent in this tight end, so therefore he yeah, might know yeah. what I come in the field next time. That's it, yeah, yeah. This is me being a, like, that's me being a defensive mind. Like, I'm 100%. Yeah. You need to be a prick sometimes on the yeah, field. No, you, oh, yeah. you need to be. Sometimes yeah. you've got to throw dirt in the eyes. Definitely. Uh, it's, call, it's, it, call, it, call it dirty, but. It's 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 like that old Bill Parcell saying, "You'd be like liverwurst on rye." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, the other guy, of course, was Randy Gregory. You already meet me to that ball. That guy is is built for special teams, not just in um, field goal but punt as well. You know, on that side of the game. Whenever he, yeah, whenever he is out on the field, he you could disrupt. Disrupt like his presence alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you, like when you have every get off, you see him. Like see, it's that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was it two seasons ago when we managed to get him on for like a couple of games of that season? Yeah, yeah. Like the impact he made in that game, and he just threw James Winston like a rag doll that day, <laughs> and <laughs> and stripped the ball, and yeah. Jalen took it down to the house that day. That that like he was just by far the standout through that whole game was Randy Gregory. Agree. I was. Trying to keep up to date with the Randy Gregory situation, I'll have to ask some, send some messages uh, out again to find out what's mm. going on there. Jane Slater, can you hear us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will send some messages out. Then, of course, the next uh, set that we were going to look at on special teams are your gunners. Um, now, for me, we've already got uh, Anthony Brown. But you're a guy that's already done it and with great success in the league that he's been totally overlooked is CJ Goodwin. Yeah. He's already done it with good success in the league. So to me, I don't know what you guys think. The only other guy who I think could possibly do it based on his speed ability is Chris Chris Westry. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know if you guys have got any other takes of plays you would like to see as a gunner for special teams. It's certainly Goodwin's best chance of making the team. Yeah, definitely. To be I quite agree. honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, he's, he's not getting on the field as wide receiver. Not yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't I, I don't see Westry getting in either. It just really depends though. Yeah. It like I composition, yeah. I I I think your potential two corners CJ Godwin is definitely one. Yeah. Um I think Jordan Lewis is another. Jordan Lewis, yeah, there's another. And I think Reggie Robinson is another. Could that, that you're too. looking at. That it's just, especially for Reggie Robinson, they want to get him into the team and figure him out. See, right, what what works with this guy? Where is he going to fit into our team? You know, I I sort of said it last week. I could see him sitting under Clinton Dix, potentially for a bit of safety. But he could play a bit of corner. He could play a bit of slot corner, slot corner on nickel packages, and yep. you know it's it's just trying to find his position and where he fits into the team. But they they'd be they'd be the three I'd look at. They, they, yeah, I, I they, they, okay. I didn't think of Jordan Lewis. I, I don't mind that shout. Um, yeah. Maybe a bit small for it, but I, certainly he can get up there quick enough. Um, I just wonder with Reggie Robinson. I, I, I'm with you that I see him as more of that that slot hybrid type mm. of receiver they're going to be using that dances in between. Yeah. Um, you know, covering the tight end, covering the slot, playing into the box a little bit. I just wonder if he's fast enough to be able to play. Gunner, I, I, I need mm. to see him a bit more on the field to see what he's like in yeah. pads with speed, you know. Just, uh, just to throw this out, with, with the cancellation of preseason, yeah. do you guys think it's, a, I mean, it must be a huge blow for the rookies and the early, the early year time. type players. Yeah. Do you think that dents their chances before they've even put a helmet on? Some of them, yeah. Because you don't, yeah. You, it's got to, that, doesn't it? It's, yeah. It's, it's it's really really poor timing to be a rookie, an undrafted mm. rookie in particular. De- definitely, yeah. and and like the thing is as well is, I think the NFL need to be doing more in being able to support the ones that aren't going to be able to do anything to prove themselves to say, look, because of what's going on with the virus, this is what we'll do for you. This is like a retention package, so you can come mm. back next year. Chances are still there, and also as a way that I think that if they because. You've got to bear in mind, they need to do cuts already. I don't yeah. know if you've mm. seen, but... Yeah, they, they, they need they, to cut down to 80, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, already. They've said, no, nope, that is so crazy. Yeah, so and that's why there's, you know, the likes of what we've seen already with um, Jordan Chen and uh, Marino already going. Um, players opting out helps as well. I, I don't mm. know if they if that counts towards them coming off the roster. I would imagine it does. Does, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's, why, that's why I was amazed that any undrafted wide receiver picked up the phone to the Cowboys. Yeah. Because the, the, they have literally no preseason to flash. But I wonder it, if that that's maybe their agent telling them to do that, to say, look, if you opt out, you won't get cut, so you still have a chance to come back next year. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a little bit of that going on. But do, do any of you guys know that if they opt out, does this year count on their contract? Um... I'm sure there's going to be some special clause, and that's just yeah, to kind of they'd, to yeah, they'd have they'd have yeah. to put something in. It'd, it'd be like a red shirt year or whatever, Basically, because I yeah. know I know in terms of Randy Gregory, uh, he's still he's still on his rookie contract, even though his rookie contract finished at the end of 2018. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, this, because he hasn't he's, incurred yeah. seasons because he, he hasn't. hasn't yeah. yeah, it's based on incurred seasons. Yeah. So, yeah. But I would imagine with the opt-out, it's a bit of that force majeure going on, you know? So 
is that mm-hmm. it's not their fault. You know, you'd think that in any other circumstance, they wouldn't opt out. They they try and play. So there is well, that. That's well, here here's the thing, right? And it's it's kind of touching on what Graham was saying earlier. Um, in terms of big players opting out, I mean, the Patriots have had some big big yeah. players opt out. Hightower's gone well, out now. Dante Hightower, yeah, there's yeah. there's the prime example. Yeah, everyone knows the cap is going to be reduced next year. So ah. they they <laughs> that, yeah they've kind of made a deal the NFL yeah. here. So the 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 floor is going to be 175. Mm. That's the very very minimum based on yeah. obviously um, because it's based on. Uh, TV deals and rights yeah. and advertising, yeah. the rest of it, yeah, what they make in, in terms financially, yeah. that could raise back up. So some are even estimating that next year, the cap could be around about where it is now anyway. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you're making the choice next season and going right, I have say say we'll take Dante Hightower. Say he's out of contract. Are you going to re-sign him to a contract after knowing he took a year out and still took money? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be wouldn't be very happy about doing that. You know, it's like why why did you why did you leave us in the lurch? You know, I I accept I accept the players are totally able to make their own decision, but if if I'm a front office, how am I going to react to it? Just to just to for any listeners that don't know, it's Dante Hightower, um, Patrick Chung. That's a big one. That's a big one. Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden's got a couple of rings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marcus Cannon, Danny Vitale, and Najee Torren. Yeah. So they, particularly three of them, they are yeah. solid starters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you look, you look, Patrick. He was part of that whole. Uh, if you look at the Pat, the, the Patriots' defense last year, they were right at the top in takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. It was Ch- Chung and Gilmore were the two standouts on that yeah. back end that were helping to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they are big part in that. Um, I know we've wavered slightly, um, but that is for the special teams. Um, a look at, at what we've, we we predict and what could go ahead mm-hmm. with the special teams. With the way things are, of course, <laughs> we could be miles off. We, the kickers we spoke about, neither of them could be on the roster by the time kickoff happens, and uh, we just we don't know what's going on. Um, but I'm going to leave you uh, all talk this one out now. I'm just going to load the gun, fire the bullet. Is uh, the NFL's top 100? Go. <laughs> well, well, we know it's a bag of shit. That clicks, I mean. likes, comments, and shares, and there nothing else. There you go. Utter nonsense. It's 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 all about the hashtags and the interaction because it's fucking oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So let's let's try and break this down then, right? What, what's the way to break down? What's the break down? Top one hundred. Then tell me what's wrong with it. Okay. Quentin Nelson ahead of Zach Martin. Get the fuck. Agree. <laughs> I, 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 Paul has absolutely stolen my point. The fact that Zach Martin was at 55 and the blurb that they wrote up on him was six-time All-Pro, first or second team. 
this guy is going to Canton, Ohio. <laughs> Quentin Nelson has had a good season on a bad team. How are those guys 26 great places apart? Like, I know Nelson plays as a left guard and is probably the left, best left guard in the league. Zach Martin is without doubt the best right guard in yes. the whole league. He right. opens up what is essentially the A gap that every running back goes through. Quentin Nelson doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And should Zeke be at least in the top 20? Well, he's better than Derrick Henry, who's in the top 10. And here's one that made me laugh. Wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> this yeah. One, here's another one. Here's another one in the NFL top 100 that's going to blow your mind, right? I fucking do this. <laughs> so at number 49 is Amari Cooper. At number 46 is Dak Prescott. Yeah. So you're like, mm, okay. But at number 43, better than both of those, Mr. Handoff, Jimmy Garoppolo. The guy who threw what, three passes. What do passes. we do with that? Yeah, the, the, the guy, this is a quarterback who threw three passes in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> it's apparently better than Dak and Amari. Uh, yeah, I'm, he's I'm also... Trying, I'm, I'm... I'm racking my brains. There was a player, there was a player in the top hundred a couple of seasons ago who missed the season, and he was still in the top hundred. Oh, uh, was it Odell? He never even played, no, and I they think... put him in the top hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Odell Beckham. Yeah, unbelievable. Or has played something like one game during the season. Yeah, Do you yeah. know, it was it was ridiculous. Well done, Odell. The way you drank that Gatorade, unbelievable. The technique. Yeah. I mean, the technique he had in taking out that kicker's, uh, kicker's net back in oh, the day. Oh, you see that? <laughs> there, there, there is a reason why they leave the top 100 to the middle of spring and summer because the, the conversation about the NFL takes a dive after yeah. the draft because nothing's happening. So the NFL network lodge it in there to create some kind of controversy discussion point you know why why is he above him why isn't he in it i i despise it yeah same goes with the madden ratings it's the exact same yeah pile of of shit like don't get very angry mccafferty is a good running back but he's not bloody 99 no. What well, I'll add on to that, Paul, it's it's amazing that you see these guys at the the evaluators at training camp, and that you you can see it in hard knocks. You know, you see them. Oh, should should his should his hands not be eighty nine? Should this guy not have a, an eighty for speed? How about you go and make the team instead of talking to the Madden evaluators? Oh, yeah. it really gets under my skin. <laughs> oh, it's a football game. Here's the crazy part is they make such a big fuss about the Madden ratings. You don't hear that over here with FIFA. No. Nobody no. gives no. a fuck. <laughs> See, if you don't like the Madden ratings, go into the editor and change it. It's <laughs> as simple as that. It's like you just go for the, the list, you know? Uh, Tyron Smith. Bear in mind, one of the, you know, the, the, the diamond, if you like, in the crown of the Cowboys O-line. He's 78th. 
Yeah. I mean, you'll all have seen it. Most of the listeners have seen it as well. The yeah. guys that. I, 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 I lost interest after Zeke. I don't even know who the, the fucking top 20 is. And the fact that you just mentioned Derek Henry. <laughs> fuck. You should go into YouTube. You, you, won't, you won't take long to find it. The guys that make their running backs like seven foot tall, weigh 350 pounds with 99 speed, and they just run up the middle of the field like bulldozers. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it just it's yeah. silly. It really is silly. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the fact Tyron Smith is at seventy-eight. <laughs> I mean, come on. It yes, is funny. he he's he hasn't been the great Tyron Smith over the last couple of years because of injuries. But come on, how can you have the premium and best left tackle in the league that badly disregarded that he's Not barely even in the top fifty? You know, I mean, it it just shows that uh, as well as it, this is all about ratings, it just goes to show this is all about the flashy positions. You know, it's 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 not about the guys that are getting down and dirty that absolutely win you games and don't get talked about. Yeah. Well, Ty- Tyron Smith, I think going off memory, he's there. And then a couple of spots above him then is Alvin Kamara. And you're like, I'm trying to like, what are you saying? They match together in their position of ability. That's where they, this, yeah. this is nowhere near. You're not making I mean, any that sense. One, that, one, that one's kind of bizarre. They don't give it their own rate. I, like, I do think, I think even Kamara should be in the top 50. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Yeah, it, it's bizarre, isn't it? It doesn't make it... But it's exactly like Graham says, that look at what's happened by them making this controversial top 100 list. We're now talking about it and taking time. And so are people. They're making posts. They're having conversations. And at a time when, even at this time, with, with the virus going on, football's diminished. Now you've got everyone talking about football. And you're all... Mm. And, and literally, right, doesn't matter what team you're a fan of, you're all going to be complaining about the list. Yeah. Mm. All 32 teams, no matter what player you are, you're going to have a complaint. Three minutes. I'm going to bring this fucking list up because this is actually... <laughs> like, the, the, the see, teammate... That's the thing, Paul, though. That's the thing. They haven't released it all. They bring it yeah. out in dribs and yeah, dribs yeah, and yeah, drabs, yeah. so they do... No, they're... they're, they're, nine, they're... 100 to 99. They so are right. They, they, right. they they have given the full list, but they've they've only said the top ten are these players. Yeah, but the one cool. thing I found I found amazing in the top ten, George Kittle. Yeah. A tight end. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he does he does yeah, yeah, the, the, the good, but he, does, he doesn't do the basics. Travis Kelsey is a can't block can't, can't block. Can't block, you know, and I mean if you have a tight end who can't block Right, okay, He's just so a wide receiver. One I can definitely get with, and I've just looked at it, is number 17, Nick Bosa. He did have a, 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 an amazing year. Yeah, he yeah. deserves where he needs to be. Uh-huh. Um, where else do we have? Like, half of these players haven't even bloody heard of, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> if 29. It's 29, Quentin Nelson, seriously. Yeah. I, I mean, if 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 I if I throw it another way, right? Our only defensive player is 
Jalen Smith, who, who was right. at number 88, right? Understandable. We'd, we'd all admit that Jalen is, is probably not the best defensive player we have. It's Demarcus Lawrence. And Demarcus Lawrence is double teamed in every match. I don't forget, and don't forget, chipped. And don't forget Jalen pretty much had to play two roles for yeah. that whole season. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he had he was if he was just stuck to his normal position without having to yeah. kind of cater for someone else, yeah. he could have been ranked even higher. Yeah. Uh, but but Mar- it, it, Marcus Lawrence didn't even make the hundred. No. You know. I mean, how do you uh, have someone who's drawn two or three players? Just to make sure they don't impact the game. You know? It, it's, all it makes no sense. It's, it's all about stats for them. Yeah. Uh, it and is. it's about creating controversy. You know, um, that's all it is. But guys, uh, listen. This is the um, coming to the end now of our special teams. Uh, wait, 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 hold ooh. on. I'm only here. <laughs> Ronnie Stanley, Laramie Tonso and David Back. Like, off. <laughs> it worked. It's worked. We poked the bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you fucking serious? But <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's worked. It's worked on you. The, the, exactly. mission, that's what I'm exactly, the mission is complete. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it's there. Because Paul will take to Twitter and he'll talk about it. And then ten of his pals will talk about it, and ten of their pals will talk about it. Share and, and like, and comments. comments. Yeah, that's it's all. It's a no effect. Absolutely, it is. So um, I'm Caesar. I turn into Jason But guys, this is the positional breakdown series. The end. Special teams done. Uh, just to give a shout out though, before we go and explain next week's show. Shout out to Cowboys Experience, our uh, sponsor. If you're going to go to a game this year, make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They have tickets, um, tours, game packages, and uh, pre-game events that you can go to. Make sure you book your tickets through them. Use the booking code UK Cowboys as well for an extra gift. And also, if you go to uh, the UK Cowboys uh, group, there is a guy who's posted up about making uh, Cowboys and UK Cowboys beer cozies. Uh, if you just send him a message, like, comment, uh, send him a message, tell him you're just through this, and he will get them uh, sent over to you. I think they're only a couple of quid, um, and it's something for game day. Um, but guys, the penultimate show, already and set for next week's show, the final episode of season one. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is a breakdown of everything that's happened over the last year. Uh, we'll have a good laugh with it. We are going to do some posts so everyone can get involved. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But from myself, all, all I'm oh. going to say, all I'm going to say is this was a great warm up. I've had three whiskeys while we've been on air, so this is a great warm up for next week. Yeah, hopefully, we get everybody. I'm hoping we can get everyone. Um, you know what it's like. is <laughs> doing? Anyway, <laughs> and that is how we do it at UK Cowboys. It's completely off the cuff, loose, and crazy. Um, <laughs> from myself, from Paul, from Brian, from Graham, we will see you all next week on another episode of UK Cowboys TV. Peace. See you next okay. time.